Welcome back now. You're watching The Big Idea. Amidst the exodus of large miners, the junior mining sector in South Africa holds great potential. Now we explore the transition from big to small miners and examine the entry of junior miners from a capital perspective. Additionally, we'll address how junior miners navigate challenges in commodity downturns. Joining us for this discussion is Peter Major and founder of the Junior Mining Council, Fred Arenter, who will join us in a GIF. Peter, thank you so much for being with us. It's always a pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Now, it was interesting for me to find out, Peter, that the Minerals Council of South Africa, um, they are, they've said that out of their 77 members, 38 of them are junior miners. When did we start to see such a, a big emergence of these smaller miners in South Africa? Well, to be honest, there were always junior miners on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, but I think the definition of junior miner has changed. Let's, let's go back. Life as we know it is when Peter Major arrived in South Africa. That was in January 1982. So all through the 80s, we had over 60 listed gold mines, and we had some very large ones, and we had some pretty small ones. We had a total of about 130 listed mining companies, and they did cover the whole plethora Obviously, the big powerhouse was Anglo-American, but boy, Goldfield, South Africa, Gencore, JCI, Anglo-Rand, not to, not to forget Iscor, which was only listed in the 90s. Sasso was listed. So we've always had a lot of, of companies on the JFC that were small and medium size, but I, I think that the noticeable factor, the big difference now is a lot of the juniors today aren't mining yet or are barely mining, whereas what we called a junior back then, we just def usually defined it by its market cap. Some of them were holding companies. Some were intermediaries of the big mining companies or a division of the big mining company. So we probably have more independent mining companies or independent juniors now than we did before. But our junior sector is nothing like Australia or Canada that literally have a thousand plus. Um, it's huge. And, and there's a lot of reasons we don't have it. But I think the main reason is mining on the whole is like going to the moon. It's like putting satellites in space. It's not a job for kids. It's a job for big people. You know, mining takes big balance sheets, it takes huge capital, and it takes regular capital. You have to always be raising capital. Even after you sink the shaft, you're raising capital. That's why we develop mining financial houses, because they needed capital so often, they were wearing out going back and forth to the banks. They had to provide a lot of capital in-house. And it's the demise and the chasing away of those big companies that's really left us with remnants of mining companies in a lot of cases. I'm actually to get your thoughts on that, Peter, because you know, we have actually seen an exodus of big miners from South Africa. And I'm wondering if that has to do with the, the environment in South Africa for miners or the quality of the ore bodies. What has happened uh, you know, to uh, big miners and why have they chosen to look for assets elsewhere? It's totally the environment, 100% right, Todd. Naughty. It's the environment that has chased these big companies away. They've been persecuted, they've been demonized, and they've been legislated almost out of existence. And a big mining company cannot survive with regular capital coming in. 
And it is so hard to attract capital in here. So a lot of our mining companies hate to say it. They're literally in rags. You know, they're literally paupers. It, South Africa, out of 200 countries on the planet, 220, it's right near the bottom as far as attracting us for raising monies. So that's the exodus. Companies leave South Africa when they find it easier to access capital not being here. It is a rather uh, a bit, a bit of a disappointing picture, but one thing we do have is, uh, you know, possible assets that could be scooped up by these smaller miners, Peter. But something that you've said today is you said that these junior miners are barely mining. Uh, let's talk about that. Why is that the case? It's because even if it was a perfect environment, mining is difficult. Uh, you got to worry about the safety of your men. You got to worry about the environment, pollution. Uh, you worry about working with the community. You worry about the economics. You know, mining is based on commodity prices, and we know they are they are cyclical. They change dramatically. Sometimes they go up by multiples, and sometimes they fall down by multiples. So. All that is huge pressure. So when you're a larger mining company, you have departments and divisions and managers that are responsible for the various, um, what do I say, the various components of mining. But when you're a small mining company, can you employ a full-time human resource manager? Can you employ a full-time human resource department or a full-time legal department? How about a full-time mining engineering department? You know, electrical, mechanical, ventilation, um, geomechanics. So mining takes a lot of specialists that don't come cheap. And mining, small mining companies, they are trying to just prove that they've got ore resources and then they're going to hope they can raise money from a bigger investment firm or a bigger mining company to come help them develop that. But then they have to give away most of their asset. Otherwise, the risk is too high for the investor to come in. So just everything about mining means you have to be fairly large to do it. So it's a great fallacy of the ANC saying we're trying to create an environment for the small miner. You can't. God put the minerals in the ground and legislation plus God determine how large a company you need to take those minerals out safely and economically. So you can't fight nature. So it's, it's just not viable for small people to put rockets in space. It's not viable on most of these ore bodies or almost any of them, for a small mining company to come in. They can't do the rehabilitation. They can't do the human resource. They can't do the ESG nearly as well as has been demanded and required by today's society. I'd actually like to uh, welcome you, Fred. Thank you so much for speaking to us today. Of course, you can hear that uh, Pete and I have been discussing uh, junior miners and the ability for junior miners to, uh, you know, genuinely compete with uh, bigger miners, if that at all is the goal. But also, if, the, if we have the kind of legislative and uh, economic environment that enables a junior mining here in South Africa, uh, keen to get your thoughts. Um, good evening, uh, Peter. Uh, good evening, Anati. Um, it is uh, um, evening where I am, you know, dialing in from. So uh, I hope you guys had better weather that uh, I'm experiencing in Singapore. Mm. So I always agree with Peter because I think he knows what he's talking about. Uh, Peter, nice to see you again. Um, the from our perspective, and uh, and a lot of a uh, lot of stuff that Peter said uh, that I could um, could hear is that we agree. I mean, we've got unique challenges in the junior mining sector, 
And that is the very reason why we've decided to form a, a junior mining council that's able to respond to the unique challenges. We've also realized, um, yes, we can say a lot about our government, and I agree, um, a lot of stuff needs to happen and can happen and is not happening. And we really hope with the new voice, you know, uh, in, in the form of a junior mining council, we can start to really addressing those unique challenges that the junior mining sector are facing. We are also talking about employment uh, creation and, and all the social challenges. And, um, and we believe um, all the challenges can be addressed, you know, but it's not being addressed, uh, you know, for, for various reasons. So we are very confident, um, you know, with the newly launched uh, Junior Mining Council that we would be able to start addressing those key challenges, some of which Peter has mentioned. I mean, it's very different for, uh, you know, a junior mining company in a, in, a, in, a, in a major mining company. You know, the rules are actually is, is the same, but the game are different. You know, we, it's, it, it's very difficult, you know, to bring some of these projects into production because there's real challenges. And what we have, 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 have experienced, and I've been in the mining business for, for, for three decades now, coming from a corporate career and, and, and building my own mining business for the last 18 years. And, and I can speak for almost over 1,200 micro to junior mining, you know, uh, uh, companies that excludes, you know, your, your, your suppliers and, and, and other contractors. So we, we, we've got severe challenges. Um, but, um, as we said before at our launch, yes, we have challenges. We've got a lot of problems, but we are confident, you know, that as a junior mining council, you know, with the collective effort, we would be able to start addressing, you know, those key challenges that are facing all of us. What we see also is the world moving towards uh, just a greener world. And of course, we are seeing uh, large miners really gun for uh, these green metal assets, uh, copper and the likes. Uh, and of course, they've got the balance sheets to do so. Is it very possible that uh, we might see that junior miners uh, might not have the balance sheets to acquire assets uh, in the green uh, energy transition and as a result be, uh, you know, big participants? Uh, considering that this is uh, the future of uh, mining, Peter, we'll start with you. Is, is that to me or yes. to Fred? To you, please, Peter. <laughs> Look, Fred's raised some good points. One of them is the environment is tough, and we're relying on government to help improve that environment because they can do a lot. Government doesn't need to do much to really help the small miner. And, and we, we heard about energy self-sufficiency. Yeah, a big mining company can go out there and build its own generator, can build a 100-megawatt solar panel farm. A little mining company can't. So if, if government could get Eskom back to where it used to be, that would really help small miners, really help them. If government could get the licensing straightened out, so the small miners, when they applied for a license or added onto the license, if they got a more immediate response like they used to decades ago, that helps them raise capital. You know, it, 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 sometimes when commodity prices are running, very risk-adverse investors will look at South Africa. They're so desperate for projects. And so things like that. Infrastructure can't be emphasized enough. If government has law and order under control so that little miners aren't being hit with strikes and burnings and muggings and theft, if government has the railroads under control so more small miners can get their coal to a siding and it gets taken Richards Bay instead of poor small miners 
having to compete with a mafia truck. So government can do more to help the small miner than anybody can just by fixing things to where they were 20, 30 years ago would be enormous positive changes helping small miners. Fred, can you get your thoughts on this one? Yeah, yeah, just uh, yeah, thanks. In addition to what Peter mentioned, you know, what comes to mind, um, you, you mentioned green metals and, and all that. There is, there is um, a lot of scope for that. But what comes to my mind is collaboration and partnership. I mean, I would like to see partnership in, you know, between your, your major companies and the junior companies exploiting these uh, green minerals. And in, and in addition to that, we would also would like to see government playing a more constructive, uh, you know, uh, uh, role. And I mean, uh, we've, we've, we've been reading a lot what government is not doing. And, and I think we, we now need to, we had enough, um, you know, of, of, of this uh, ill performance of our, our respectful government. Uh, the industry, and, and I'm speaking for the junior mining sector, are, are, you know, they are burning. I mean, a lot of people don't have jobs, you know. So, so to come back to your, to your question about green minerals, the abilities are there, you know, uh, but we need to start collaborating. We need to start partnering with, with your majors. I think also majors can, can, can do more exploiting these beautiful minerals. But also importantly, government has to come to the party as a partner and need to do what they're supposed to be doing. Then we're going to see a mining industry that we've seen many, many years ago. We don't have much time left. I think we've got three minutes, and I'd like to maybe get a minute each from you both just about, uh, you know, uh, exploration as well in order to see more uh, junior miners come on board for exploration uh, in South Africa. Uh, you've spoken about the enabling environment. Is there anything else we should be doing uh, to uh, move that on a little bit quicker? Peter, we'll start with you. Boy, we've had some good examples at the Indabas. The DMR has proposed that they would not require small miners to have BE. Now, that alone would help a lot because it's so risky. If you can get a BE partner, great. But if you can't, rather go ahead and do the exploration rather than say, oh, well, I don't have a BE partner, now I can't do it. So if government could install a cadastro system and speed up the process of getting people their licenses and, and, and not requiring them to have all these onerous community involvement, labor involvement, and bee involvement at the expiration stage. That could rocket our expiration. But they have to enforce that through all their branches. Gwedi can't just announce it on a podium and in Daba everybody claps. And then he goes on to do in other things, and each of his divisions rewrites it according to their likes. It's got to be implemented throughout and transparently and quickly. That would really help our exploration. Wonderful, Fred. Keen to get your thoughts, yeah. Money, <laughs> funding. <laughs> you know, you cannot explore our beautiful minerals without funding. So, in addition to what Peter mentioned, we need to create an environment where that makes it sexy for exploration companies to get funded um, and to make it worthwhile for investors and funders, you know, to spend money on exploration. We have a beautiful endowment of, of minerals that are just waiting to be e e explored. But uh, we are not able to do that. And you can't do it if you have a lack of funding. So we have to change that environment so that we can start seeing people spending serious money on exploration. And as you know, many years ago, I mean, our mining today has been built on good exploration. We want to see we're going back to that. But you need to have the right amount of funding, you know, to do proper exploration.
Well, I thank you both for your time today, and I hope we certainly can keep having this conversation until we have enough junior miners on board. That was mining analyst Peter Major and Fred Arnsa, founder of the Junior Mining Council.